supposed to snow tonight. It's exciting. Winter's coming. Winter is coming. Nothing like a nice hot yerba mate to cozy up with when it's snowing <laughs> or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, we have a little bit of follow-up. Um, I really, really apologize for a couple of things. Um, one, I'm going to butcher your name. And two, you left this comment on the blog like a year ago. Not really a year ago, like a month ago. Um, Bartek, our friend of the show from Poland, left a nice, wonderful comment. Um, it just sort of got lost in the spam. But he said some wonderful, truly wonderful things about the show. Um, kind of likened it to listening to two friends talking to like two of his friends talking in the backseat about Mate while he drives. And that's really awesome. Um, we really, we really kind of go for that very informal feeling if you, if you couldn't tell. Um, and, but he did ask us, um, why we don't have a, a Facebook for the podcast. Um, mentioning that, you know, people could, could comment right below the post and stuff like that. Um, honestly, we don't have a Facebook for the podcast, at least on my end, um, because I don't want to m- maintain another thing. Um, I already have to maintain the blog to run the RSS feed. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, that's enough. Um, the general preferred uh, method of communication that we, we prefer for the podcast is email anyway. Um, so yeah, Facebook will just kind of checking, having just one more place where I have to check comments. Um, that just sounds like a, (laughs) like a real pain, uh, (laughs) first world problems, but you know, that it's pretty much that. And plus there are already Mate Facebook groups out there, um, that both Clark and I are part of. And we, I mean, we share our podcast on there. So, yeah. So if, if you want to join, you know, uh, one of those groups, uh, search them out. You know, just look for Mirba Mate Facebook groups. We're probably on there. And just, I don't want to divide my attention anymore between one more. F- I, I seriously think I'm a part of four Mate Facebook groups. And it's just like, shega, enough, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, so I, I don't I don't think we're going to have a, uh, a Facebook group for the podcast, um, unfortunately. But um, it was a good suggestion, and thank you so much for listening to the show and saying such lovely things. Hope you uh, listened to this episode, and I hope that you rejoice when we actually did respond to your comment because you left it, like we said, ages ago, and I really apologize. It's just we get a lot of spam on there, and every week I say, so I'm going to install a better spam blocker, but then uh, I forget. So maybe this week will be my week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for you, man. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other the other little bit of... Uh, listener mail that we got was from a friend of the show Jordan Christensen asking um, if we ever thought about having guests on the show that we could interview and talk about it um, we've definitely thought about it yeah we've definitely even kind of thought about who we could bring on the The fact of the matter is it kind of just goes back to the laziness um, we do this podcast in our spare time um, we make zero monies off of it um, so I, we, we try to do as little work to keep it running as possible. Um, and a lot of the podcasts that you, dear listener may listen to are probably actually recorded by people in different parts of the country. A lot of podcasts are recorded that way. They record them over Skype. Um, and then each person records the audio and then they sync up the audio later to get a good, um, single track. 
it's a little more complicated than that. And some people use specific audio routers. Then it, it's it, the point of the being is it's really complicated to do. It's possible, and a lot of people do it, but it's much more complicated than the way we do it, which is two guys in a room with two condenser microphones plugged into a multi-track recording device, which goes into the computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we record this podcast in the same room. That's why it just feels so you know, organic and whatnot, because yes. we're staring each other in the face, um, <laughs> which, per, you know, brings up some of its own unique challenges. But in order to bring on a guest, either they would have to come to my house, which is where we record the podcast, or we would have to introduce the whole Skype thing, which, I mean, maybe someday I will f- just buckle down and we'll do it, um, you know, especially if we can get a really awesome guest on the show, like king of mate land or something um <laughs> who, who doesn't exist that'd be amazing but that's that's sort of the kind of level of guest we'd have to bring on the show for me to feel motivated to set up that that business so sorry yeah. um it, it's probably not going to happen at least not anytime soon um but i i love the idea of bringing on guests even when we were kind of um, visualizing the podcast, we sort of talked about bringing on guests. Like, oh, it'd be really cool if we could bring on, you know, so and so from such and such company, and we could talk about this, that, and the other thing. It's just, it's, it's just the logistics of it and the feasibility. It's definitely doable, but uh, having talked to people who do it, it's not easy. Um, it is a little complicated, a little convoluted. So we're just trying to keep it simple for now. Um, yep. So, uh, thanks, thanks for your uh, your question, Jordan. Uh, keep listening. Keep sending us your questions, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it for 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 follow up, follow up, follow up. Yeah, whatever that word um, is. But um, oh, 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 just kidding. Um, we're we're still we're still relatively early on in the game where we can continue to do this. But we actually got another uh, podcast review on iTunes. Um, I check I check this from time to time the reviews, um, oh. and sorry, I, I this was not actually in the show, in the show outline. This is just something I remembered right now. Um, oops, I literally just typed in podcast into podcast search, <laughs> search for all the podcasts. Um, here we go. Uh, what? Okay, here we go. Sorry. Um, Man Reed said these guys are great five stars wow so thank you man reed thanks we think you are pretty great as well for leaving us a five-star review and saying that we are pretty great so um you know once we're getting in like tens of thousands of reviews a day we'll probably not you know shout out all the reviews and there's probably reviews that i forgot to shout out but thank you to everyone now should giving you a personal shout out (laughs) dear listener who left us a five-star review on itunes thank you so much for uh listening to the show for leaving your reviews and maybe someday i'll get around to see if we have reviews on uh, google play music or anything anywhere else i i don't use it personally so i never check I, I, I went on there long enough to submit the RSS feed, and that was it. Sorry, guys. Um, we do care about you no matter what platform you're listening through, so I will make a note to check that for next time. And that, I believe, brings us to the end of follow-up. So, so uh, hey there, Clark. Hey, what's up? What are we talking about this week? We're talking about uh, Metamate. 
Didn't we already talk about Metamate like a thousand times? We did. Turns out they have different products. <laughs> they do. So uh, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about the one and only Tolochi. Tolochi. Which, of course, in Portuguese means a very, very, very large camel. What? No, I'm just kidding. It's the it's a last name. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. Like your knowledge of Portuguese is way beyond mine. <laughs> yeah, so you know. I would you major it. in Portuguese, you learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. No disrespect to the Tolachi family. Uh, that was just my little joke. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so Clark, tell us about the about Metamate Tolochi. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh it's been produced um for a number of years now um, by this the family Tolochi. Obviously, it's it's a family that um obviously just started out just producing their own um what are you looking for there you lost something (laughs) i think i misplaced the water do you see it Uh uh-oh nope i do not see it uh this is embarrassing we're just gonna take a pause here and uh we might edit this out but we might leave it in i'm gonna go get the water And podcast magic, the water appears. Uh, so what were you saying, Clark? <laughs> yes. Um, so Metamate Tolochi is produced by the Tolochi family. Um, I'm not sure the number of years it's been produced, but um, it's been a family tradition for, I would guess, at least 30 years. Um, it's actually kind of nice because Metamate on their site, they they show, um, for the families they work with, they show like a, they, they post a picture of the of the like the family that's um that produces the mate if that makes sense right so like that there's a picture of like the the gem family the tolochi i'm not sure if there's one of the dry um dre whatever um so yeah there's a there's a picture of them um an older fella he looks like he's probably in his uh 70s 80s Little do you know, that man is 186 years old and just looks really good. Probably. Probably not. He's probably in his <laughs> 60s or 70s. Solid mate drinks. Yeah. <laughs> the statement has not been approved by the FDA. This product is not designed to treat, cure, or what is it? <laughs> to <laughs> treat, cure, or diagnose any disease. <laughs> That's our disclaimer for the, for the episode. <laughs> oh, so, um, so this uh, special mate... Tolochi. Um, it's a mix between a combination of, uh, between the uh, the barbacoa and carijo drying process. And they make their mate in uh, Saudi Arabia, right? Yes. Yeah, this little town outside of really? the capital of Saudi Arabia. No. Where do they make the mate then? They make it in. Hold up, just outside of Palmeira das Missões. So Palmeira das Missões, Florida. Palmeira das Missões, Iowa. Palmeira das Missões, <laughs> Palmeira das Missões, Idaho. Um, surprisingly enough, Rio Grande do Sul. Rio Grande do Sul, Canada. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Rio Grande do Sul, India. <laughs> yes, you got it right. It's Brazil. It's Brazil. All right, carry on. <laughs> Forgot to bring that up. Sorry. Um... Uh, yeah. Um, so mentioning the drying process is, it's a mix between the barbacoa and carijo. Um, he actually has this thing called tolochi's forno, which is used to dry, um, this mate. And it has a pretty sweet picture of this 
Um, forno means oven in in Portuguese. Correct. Um, so it shows like the little room where they, you know, do the drying. And obviously, you know, being a metamate, a um, craft mate. Yes. That's a new thing. They now they now refer to their mates as craft mate. No longer artisanal. Or artisanal. As it were. <laughs> yeah. So craft mate. It's a, it's a craft mate. Um, and being that, being as such, it is smoked. It is a nice smoky treat. Um, Do you mean to say that they roll it up in little rolling papers and light it up and <laughs> smoke it like a cigarette, Clark? Is that what you mean by smoked? Of course. Explain it, explain it to maybe the new <laughs> listener. What, what does it mean when, when you say that it's a smoked erva? It means that the leaves uh, during the drying process are exposed are directly exposed to the smoke. Um, they basically create a fire inside this oven, um, quote unquote oven. Um, and so they build this fire and it creates a lot of smoke and that smoke in turn dries the leaves out. Um, and then preparing the, preparing the leaves for the final, um, final step in the, in the process. Very awesome. So, um, yes, because of all that smoke exposure, it gets very, these very nice smoky campfirey flavors, um, that we will expound upon. Yes. Here in a second. In just a second. Um, and, and what, anything, anything else that's interesting after it gets smoked, what, what else is, is it interesting or unique about their process? Yes. Um, so their entire process, they don't use electricity. They actually use a water wheel, which um, surprisingly enough, is is powered by water, and it's a wooden wheel, and in turn that <laughs> no me digas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty cool because it um basically the sock the 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 the, the, the pounding the, the, the yeah the, the hammer big, things little little hammer things they they use this big like wooden like hammer trough. things it's like a big trough with with like like you know, uh, it's like I was gonna. If you, if, the only thing I can think of is if you've ever made mochi in the old-fashioned way. If you, uh, if, you're, if you're Japanese, dear listener, you know how they make mochi with the big pounding things. Um, it's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a just a big, basically a big hammer that they just smack it with. Yeah, like and a series of hammers that pound down on the leaves to yep. crush it up. Crushing up into a nice powdery, uber uber super traditional way of doing it, old yes, timey. Yeah, very like the halcyon days of no electricity tradition. Tradition, ways tradition. Of doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like to the point where like no normal like industrial company uses this process, right? Because of how like just old and traditional it is. And and can any and can just anyone kind of stick their nose in these final processes like can does, no. it, does any any old employee of the of the of the firm butt their head in no sir um specifically mentions on the metamate website that um the sapeco the 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 step the step of sapeco in the uh the drying process of the mate um is actually only mr tolochi and his son are allowed to do that because he mr tolochi is very particular about how it's done and so it needs to be done a particular way in order for the final product to come out just right. So, so Mr. Tolachi is the, is is the one that's that's controlling basically the the fire drying and all of that. that yeah, part yeah. Of the he's process. he's the head of the whole process. He's like the head of the head. Of, oh, uh, sorry, head of the family. Also head of the entire like mate 
production. And he has the secret the secret sauce basically in yep. his head of how exactly in- it needs to be done. Yep, exactly. It's like like the secret recipe for the for his mate. That's awesome. So. I would love to to tour their facilities. Their, oh man. It's a pretty small operation, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's, pr- it's pretty small. You know, it's pretty d- typical of of that size of yeah, scale of mm-hmm. of production. They might they might produce like maybe like a hundred kilos a week, maybe. No, not even. I that. mean, like may- maybe for their own like family production, but uh-huh. um, like right now, for instance, Metamate is out of stock. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna they're gonna produce about a hundred kilos in January. Okay, awesome. And that will be like the only harvest that Metamate will will distribute distribute until august wow. so so they're really very, super small very limited yeah, super very small production wow very small yep so it undergoes like this crazy specific top secret drying and smoking period and then those leaves are crushed in a very very traditional pounding apparatus yes and that and that 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 is very similar to the way you know other families that produce Erva for the Metamate company. Yeah. They, they all kind of use that they use the same... old style method of producing Erva for Shimahong. Yes. Yeah. I mean, every every production is going to be just a little bit little, different. A little different, you know, but I mean, just, but from a top level view, yeah, they, all... they use similar techniques. Yes. Yes. Very similar. Very so. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, shall we move on to flavor? Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up with that. Uh... Yes. And now, dear listener, you may uh, be be listening and thinking, wow, Clark sure has a lot of information on the subject. And, of course, we would just like to disclose that Clark is an official representative of the Metamate company. And he does sell Metamate Erva, um, but we are not being paid or reimbursed um, for our review, our opinions. Our opinions are our own. Um, I have no affiliation with the company so what i say good or bad is completely from from the heart obviously clark may be a little biased because he is a representative of the company however mm-hmm. you should know that we were not paid to do this review in any way shape or form nope um it's just stuff that we thought we should talk about um, and every time we talk about metamate i think we will disclose that just to be completely transparent thinking you know it, oh clark's a sales guy so he's gonna be well <laughs> talking up his product that's <laughs> yeah not a, even if he did that i would totally not do that because i don't receive a dime from metamate ever in any way shape or form um i appreciate all the help that they that they've done for us giving us research and information um, just want to be as transparent as possible. Yes. And on with the tasting. The, the taste of the flavor of the herb. Um, so while Clark is, uh, is is testing, tasting his first round, I'll talk a little bit about the cut of the erva. Um, and Clark, if you want to chime in, you can as well. Okay. Um, it is, you know, a shimahong. It is a traditional shimahong. So it is very, very fine cut, especially, you know, if you're used to Argentine or even, you know, Uruguayan or Paraguayan, this stuff is much more fine. It's very, very powdery um, stuff. So fine, just almost just dissolves into the water. You know, it's very fine cut um, with a good, you know, bit of smoke melded into the cut, you know, so the colors going to be maybe a little different, you know, at, at its freshest metamate is a little bit. You know, got a, a little bit of twinge of kind of a, I don't want to say a brown, but you know, it's not 
as bright green because it is so smoky. It is it is very bright green, but you do yeah. you do you look at it and you're like, yeah, this stuff has been smoked and and it's a good thing. Um, and so that plays into the cut a little bit as well. And there are a good amount of of a yeah of, of like really of small stick. sticks. Yeah, which I think is interesting because compared to other metamate products, for example, uh, the gem, the gem um, has has very large decent. has very thick. Mm-hmm. Um, pieces of stick, but the tolochi, at least what we're drinking right now, has very small bits of stick, which is, you know, probably indicative of what part of the tree they're harvesting from, maybe, or maybe yeah. the age of the trees. You know, it's very, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, different factors going into that. Yeah. So, and but it is a, it, it, it's an incredibly uniform, you know, grind. Sometimes with cheaper shimahong or you know, industrial shimahong that. You know they're trying to hit a price point. They they their process is a lot faster. The grind can sometimes be a little rougher or a little uneven. This stuff is super even, super fluffy, super consistent, um, and it's just really nice um, as far as the flavor goes. Very yeah. very smooth. Mm-hmm. Good bit of campfire in there. Yeah. Um, would you say it's the smokiest metamate, or do you think it's a little less smokier than say the gem or the dre? Um, so the, I would say this is like middle of the pack for smokiness. I would, my, I think I would agree. Opinion. I, um, the Dre is the first, uh, metamate, craft mate I ever had. I'm going to have to remember, remind myself to use that word from now on. Um, because metamate <laughs> does produce a couple of sort of industrial mates as well. Yes. Yes, they do. Um, so we have to be kind of specific. So, um, yeah, it was, the Dre was the first of the, of these smoky craft mates that i had and it was very 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 smoky this stuff um and i'm actually comparing it to gem because i was just drinking it today as well and so you know the gem is like really really smooth has some really nice like nice flavors and it has like it's just smoky enough it's just it's great Mm -hmm. this stuff is like has those really nice like campfire flavors Mm um also has like just this really like dark like rich silky flavor right yeah especially compared to the gem i think well uh, in all of the experience with the gem that i've had i, I feel like the gem is the greenest yeah of the metamate yeah, like even you look is. at the erva when it's if you were to take you know three packages of gem dre and tolochi you know each of you know theoretically each of uh you know same freshness more or less i think the gem you would find to be the most brightly green colored yes um Tolachi is a little bit more kind of, you know, olive, got a lot more of that smoke in there. Yep. Yep. But it's, it's still very smooth. Um, you uh, Some people, you know, will say, oh, it's like drinking an ashtray, which to me just sounds bad. That's, not, that's just gross. <laughs> um, like, yes, there is smoke. No doubt about it. There is smoke, but it's not, it's not bad. It's not a bad kind of smoke. It's a very good kind of smoke. Like it's like eating a smoked salmon. You taste that smoke. You don't think, Hmm, this salmon tastes like cigarettes or this salmon tastes like ash. No, (laughs) you know, smoke tastes different than ash. Yes. Yes. Like a smoked sausage, like has those nice, like really rich, robust flavors. And you know, that smoke flavor kind of, um, for me and, and mate brings out, like re- some just really great flavors um, that you really don't find in any indru- industrial mate or industrial shimaho. Yeah, it's really good. Hmm. 
thing I like about it is, you know, sometimes even the best Shimahong can leave sort of a a little bit of a vegetal aftertaste, especially if you've been drinking a lot of it. But I feel like um, with Tolache, you don't really get that at all. It's got a very clean finish. Yeah. Like, even if you drink a lot of it, I, I still feel like it really does just continue to be finished very clean, very light on the palate, you know, as far as aftertaste goes. Um, got, you know, it's got that good smoky nose, good, you know, dark notes at the beginning of the smoke. But, you know, behind that, it's got smooth creaminess, which is really nice. Um, and it, it it really does just kind of remind me of almost drinking like a, if you've ever drunk like hot chocolate by a campfire it's got a lot of that that creaminess from of like a hot chocolate i don't i wouldn't say this really has chocolatey notes no. but it, it has the creaminess and the smokiness and that reminds me i mean more accurately would be like have you ever drunk hot milk around a campfire but no one's drunk hot milk around no, a campfire no one does that <laughs> so i have to say if, you're, if you, it's like it reminds me a little bit of drinking hot chocolate on the campfire you get that wonderful smoky nose smoky you know, just flavor dancing around it, but you get that rich creaminess. Um, and I, it really doesn't taste, you know, vegetal at all. No, no. This one, like, yeah, they do it just and so well. I know a lot of people, when they try shimahong, and they try an industrial shimahong, which is, you know, completely unsmoked. And I love industrial shimahong, actually, you know, just sort of the quote-unquote normal shimahong that's, you know, bright green, flash produced no smoke at all really sometimes it's a little off-putting to people because it does have you know very vegetal components you know very much grass grassy yeah very you know herby but i feel like really this almost not quite but it, it sort of reminds me a little bit of a good you know like a smooth solid uruguayan just with because of that creaminess, it yeah. definitely doesn't have it doesn't have the maltiness. It doesn't have the chocolatiness that you know makes Uruguayan so identifiable and distinguishable. But it definitely has those similar creamy tones. Um, the smoke is obviously way more present in this compared to any Uruguayan that I've ever drunk. Oh yeah, I agree. But it's I mean it's very nice, very smooth. I mean if if this was the first Shimahong that you were to drink. I think it would it would kind of maybe it might ruin you for the rest of the Shimahong because the other <laughs> Shimahong, you know, it's not bad. A lot of it's very good. Oh yeah, but you know, it's just it's very different. It's, it's so different. It's, it's just very different that if you if you drunk this and this is what you thought Shimahong was like, and then you tried, oh, I don't know, even like a, a gaucha da ceja or a madrugada or you know Shimangu reserva especial. You know, you're gonna you're gonna drink that, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, this is completely different." You know, much more herby and grassy and vegetal, and kind of dank for another <laughs> lack of a better word. <laughs> but this is, you know, very smooth, very creamy, really nice. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's been a while, um, almost a year actually, since I've had um, really really smoky mate like this, really smoky shimaho. Uh, I had uh, a nice reserve of of Dre last year and I kind of finished that off real quick. Um but uh yeah this is this is a nice uh uh nice way to switch it up. And you know if you're sure. if you you know if you're an avid Shimaho drinker it's good to have something like this on hand to you know change it up because it's really like 
it's good. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, really I, I drink a lot of shimahong, and the majority of the shimahong that I drink is the is the is the quote unquote you know normal shimahong without the smoke and without the the creaminess with the really you know grassy vegetal taste, and it is really nice to and I and I you know I generally actually prefer that taste just because this. It, I've, 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 I think I've mentioned it before. I really love the flavor of the metamate and the smoke. Just to me, I like it as a special treat, you know, kind of like smoking a cigar at a special occasion or something like that. Um, it's not something that I would really want to drink every day. Um, but when I do drink it, I love it. And I really try to maximize my gourd. You know, I really run a lot of water through it because I know I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to drink this tomorrow. Just... You know, I, I just feel like it'll just be too heavy or, you know, I might get sick of just the smokiness or something. I don't know. It's just something in my head. But it is really nice to break up from, you know, the very green vegetal shimahong, which I love, or, you know, the really dark chocolatey Uruguayan or I drink a lot of pretty smoky, you know, Argentine stuff as well. That's, you know, really different. But this is really just a nice way to just switch it up completely, refresh your palate a little bit, play some tricks on your tongue and just really just go out on the limb a little bit yep <clears throat> sorry <laughs> so well, you, 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 you're laughing at me <laughs> yep <laughs> no uh i ride along there with steven it's i mean obviously you know as we discussed before our our opinions on that are slightly different i drink metamate um specifically gem like every other day just because I only have two types of shimahong <laughs> on rotation right now, so pretty limited. But I mean, e- either way, like it, normally, uh, I would you know do it you know multiple drink it multiple times a week just because I love it so much. I love that smoky, velvety, rich flavor. Awesome. Um, any other thoughts? As I hand you the gourd, I'm just thinking. I hope I don't spill this. Yeah, don't spill it on my carpet. Um. If people want to obtain the Toloche, where can they get it? You're so, not going to be able to buy... More than likely, you're not going to be able to get it at a supermarket near you. No, no. Um, like, if you're in Brazil, in southern Brazil specifically, and you happen to be, like, in the interior of Rio Grande do Sul, um, you might, you know, if you go to a public market, you might come across, you know, some... Some... Uh, smoky like family produced right shimahong like this um other than that it's really like through metamate which is a darn shame i wish it were more available but it's a good product um and it's worth seeking out if you if you love shimahong or if you just you know are in the in state of mind that you just want to switch up your your daily sherba for something else you know definitely check out you know, the, the Tolochi or even the Gam or any of them, the the craft Metamate products, um, they're all great. And they don't pay me to say that. <laughs> they don't really pay Clark to say it either, but, you know. <laughs> I, just, I just do it because I like, I like the stuff. So. Yeah. Just remember, he sells it because he likes it. He doesn't like it because he sells it. Um, <laughs> that is a very important pa- point to make. It because is. Because it's, it's like, I, I just hate like seeing people, whether celebrities or right. normal peeps, um, endorsing products because they get paid to do it, not necessarily mm-hmm. because they actually use the product. Right. And like this case is completely opposite. Like even if I wasn't like, 
if I were to get paid to do this, I I mean I that'd be nice, but like I do it because I would love for more people to try it out. And right. it's just there's such great products. Which is a good segue into our next segment. I'm here to talk to you about these great essential oils that I've got here. Did you know that you don't have to take insulin? All you have to do is smell some essential oils. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's a there's a great um, there's a great kind of would you rather question. It's like it's not really a would you rather, but it's one it's a it's a question in the in the vein of would you rather. It's like how much would you have to be paid a month to have a huge like like take like take oils, not pills essential oils sticker on the back of your car like a huge one like how much a month would like you have to be paid to i mean it'd have to be in like you know six digits right for it to be and, the, and, the, and, the, and then come and then you take that and then you say well how much would you have to be paid to have that sticker and if someone asks you about it you have to sell them oh. <laughs> so oh man <laughs> <laughs> so fun stuff there um <laughs> any other thoughts um no, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, uh, I recommend it, but um, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're able to get your hands on it, take your and time to appreciate it. Don't blow through it because... It's, I mean, it's not cheap. It's not... It's pretty darn expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's not cheap, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's really limited production as it is, you yeah. know, being exported, and so... Savor it. Yeah, savor it for sure. Anyway, uh, if you have feedback, send us an email. Mateguys.com. Mateguysthoughts.mateguys.gov.jp. Creed thoughts. At. <laughs> uh, I think that's 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 I think that's it, folks. Um, that's a wrap. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. Mateguys.com. Shoot us your emails at mateguys at gmail.com. Um, we're on podcasts places and uh, uh thank you so much bye <laughs>